even before I became a Christian, the concept of God coming and being a part of this world honestly seemed inconceivable. I mean, you have the stories out of Greek mythology and Roman mythology that talk about demigods, these sort of semi-gods that you know right up front. These are just stories with maybe moral purposes, in most cases, not moral purposes, immoral purposes, and it just doesn't fit. But the story of an almighty creator of all things, God above all other gods, coming and becoming like us. It just seemed inconceivable. But yet there's a certain marvel, there's a certain awe with the concept that always, even in those days when having no clue who Jesus was or really what the significance of Christmas was about, it still drove and it still challenged sort of these sentimental thoughts. What would it be like to meet God. I think that's why early on, Little Drummer Boy became one of my favorite songs. One of the first songs I ever learned on the piano, one of the first songs I ever played, one of the songs I listened to every Christmas. Just something about imagining being in that moment and recognizing that because it is Almighty God that you're in the presence of, what would you give? What, what could you give? And just the beauty of that little song that the only thing the little boy has is to play his song. Of course, later I became a Christian, became familiar with King and Country and their version of Little Drummer Boy, and it took on a whole new life. <laughs> I am convinced Jesus wants that many drums in his song. Just the motivation of it. But it still, even after becoming a Christian, it still seems so difficult to fully grasp, to fully understand that God left his throne room. God left his majesty. However we want to describe the nature of the heavens that he's always inhabited and he's always been a part of coming into this world, which actually does not have an infinite lifespan. It does not have an infinite lifespan in the past. This world hasn't always existed. It does not have an infinite lifespan in the future. This world will not always exist. But God coming to this temporal world was in and of himself infinite. He has an infinite past. He's always been. He has an infinite future. He always will be. When everything we love so much is gone, and I started to say it's dust, as Job describes it, but even then, it won't be dust. It'll, it just won't exist anymore. It didn't exist then, and it won't exist sometime in the future. But this personage, this God, has always and will always, and yet decided to somehow put that aside for a moment and to come here. And that's Jesus. That's not a mythological idea or concept that's entertaining. It, it is 
absolute truth verified historically, verified in multiple venues in multiple ways, and continually verified through the verification of scriptures. God came here. What, what, what could we give him? What, what could we do? What song could we sing? What, what gift could we give? And then to recognize as that progress of a brand new believer into a maturing and growing and, and a, a believer understanding, like most things spiritually, I had it confused all along. Because it's not about what I can give. It's, it's, it's actually not about me. Surprising. Because I define my whole world, my whole existence about me. That's, I am the center of my own universe most days. And yet, the Christmas story reminds me, guess what? <laughs> You're not. It's not about what I could give. And that's why that great hymn, Thou Didst Leave Thy Throne, says, of all the things I could give, the one thing I'll give you is my heart. Because I just want to know you. I just want to be with you. Approximately 65 years after the birth of Christ, depending on how you do the timing and the dating at that particular moment of Jesus' arrival, somewhere 65 to no more than 90 years later, the author of Hebrews is writing, and we don't know, we don't have all the information to understand how the early Christian church celebrated Christmas and, and did these activities, but the concept of God becoming man, the concept of God being here for us was deeply ingrained in their heart. And in Hebrews, the author of Hebrews wrote it like this. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. He understood, and in Hebrews chapter 4, this is verse 14, he, he understood and he grasped that God had been in heaven, that the pinnacle of all existence and all creation and all things holy left that and came here, and that Jesus became the heart of who we are, who we can be, who we will be. Jesus becomes that center point. And so as a result, we refresh, we renew, we revive, however you want to describe that process of reinvigorating our faith. We come back to our faith and we hold strong, we hold fast, we don't let go of our confession. And our confession is that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus is Lord. And Jesus has complete reign and authority over my heart, over my life, over my friends, over all people. And there will be a glorious day when all confusion is gone and every tongue will confess and every knee will bow that that knowledge that Jesus is Lord. On an amazing moment, we, we hold to it. 
And the natural Christmas cycle gives us that opportunity, ironically, in the busiest season of our life, at the same time to pause, to stop, and say, yes, yes, I will accept Jesus. I will accept God. I will know him. I will meet, I will meet him. He goes on in verse 14, Hebrews chapter 4, verse, verse 15, excuse me. He says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are. Every emotion I've ever had, Jesus has experienced. Every physical sensation, good and bad, ecstasy and pain, Jesus has experienced. Every thought process he has experienced, he came here to experience those things, to know those things. To understand what his creation experiences and knows and feels and thinks. And yet, unlike me, the author of Hebrews said he was without sin. He knows all these things. He's my, he is my high priest. He is the one I go to, I trust, I, I lean on. And he's not unable to understand because he knows and he has experienced everything I know and everything I've experienced. I am not alone in both the goodness of this world and also the horrors of this world. He knows, and yet never sinned. The conclusion of this little brief paragraph in verse 16 says, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. The conclusion of the amazing, mind-blowing, difficult-to-comprehend concept of what we celebrate during the Christmas season, that God Almighty came here, became one of us, human in flesh, and yet simultaneously still the Son of God, so that he doesn't sin, he's in perfection all the way through his death and resurrection for one singular purpose, that I might know him. That I might have a relationship with him. That I might be able to approach his throne, which isn't frightening and isn't scary and isn't overwhelming. It's a throne of grace that there I can find mercy and I can find grace in my time of need. been a number of decades since I made that decision to trust Jesus. And yet this Christmas season, I find myself in the same position. What can I give? What can I do to this Jesus that loved me so much? To come here before me and to be with me and to have me, because he wanted me to be his friend, his follower, his student, his disciple. Not just today, but every day and all eternity. And he invites me into his presence. He invites me into his presence because it's a presence of grace. 
and says, yes, I know everything you've felt. I know everything you've thought. I've known everything you've done. And guess what? I just want to give you mercy. I want to forgive you. I want to love you. So I still don't have a good gift. I still don't have a great song to play. And Luis, I'm no good on drums, and so it's definitely not going to be drums. But I stop at Christmas time and realize this Jesus, all he wanted was me. All he wanted was to know me. And so I give him that. I trust him. I asked him to be a part of my life. He answered that prayer, and he has been with me every day since, and I have full confidence he will be with me every day going forward. I just trust him. And yeah, during Christmas time, I'll switch my playlist to Christmas music. At the top of that list, the most played Christmas song on my Spotify list every year is King and Country, Little Drummer Boy. Except for this year, Because Josh introduced me to this great song, This is Jesus, the one who loves me.